Welcome to A Cloud of Witnesses. This podcast is a ministry dedicated to encouraging unity in the body of Christ through the reading and discussion of church history. My name is Chris Perret. In today's episode, we'll be discussing the introduction and first chapter of St. Ambrose on the Holy Spirit, Book 1, as we've read through them in the last two episodes. Hello everyone, it's good to be here with you, and this is our first discussion episode. I think I'll do it every couple chapters or so, but I think that this is important uh, to kind of delve a little bit deeper into what each of these church historians and uh, early church fathers are uh, writing about in their works. And to be honest, It's nice to be able to speak my own mind and not have to take a thousand different takes just to get the same sentence. Um, I will say that sequestration is one of the hardest words for me to say right now, which is kind of funny. But um, anyways, so I think I'll start off by discussing why I chose St. Ambrose on the Holy Spirit. Um, I am reading these works from Philip Schaff's Nicene and post-Nicene Fathers uh, volumes that I got from christianbook.com. There's about 30 of these books, and... A few weeks ago, if not a few months ago, I stumbled upon this specific work by St. Ambrose, and the work of the Holy Spirit is something that's been on my heart deeply as I've been submitting more to what he is trying to do in my life. Honestly, this ministry and podcast in and of itself is a submission of sorts, And I thought that it would be fun to learn about the Holy Spirit from a historical perspective as I am experiencing the Holy Spirit in a powerful and personal way. And I have not been disappointed. One thing you'll notice is in the introduction that I read, my voice got a little bit breathy. And that's because, especially in verse 12, where it starts off, let us come now to the gospel of God, that whole concept of service as being a core tenant of who Christ was, kind of describing what our perspective should be as Christians, just really hit home for me. As I read through it, I probably read through it three or four times, it also struck me because so often as Christians, we talk about what we can do to serve God in our ministries and things of that nature. And that passage in the introduction where it talks about Christ disrobing and washing our feet and washing the feet of our spirit 
just reminded me that the Lord did not come to be served, but he came to serve. And he came to serve both me and you. The joy that was set before him when he endured the cross is not something that he endured so that he could be enthroned. He endured it that we might know him and that we might know him intimately. That all started with the washing of the disciples' feet. This brings me into the discussion of chapter 1. And I want to start out with that by focusing on who exactly Ambrose is writing to. Ambrose is writing to an extremely young man. Emperor Gratian is only about 22 years old. He was a young man when he took the throne of emperor. He was only 16. And he took the throne by way of his father being assassinated. This is just fascinating to me because if we were to compare a 24-year-old or a 22-year-old of today's standards to the kinds of decisions and actions that go along with being an emperor, it's really hard for us to fathom, especially here in America, as our lawmakers have to be significantly older. Our presidents have to be significantly older than Emperor Gratian was. I think that that is a very telling difference in the world that we live in versus the world that the early church fathers lived in. I think it's really important that we recognize that as we're looking at these texts, that these historical texts are important, but they're not scripture. They're not living, breathing documents. And there's a lot going on that requires a significant amount of historical context. Now, that's not to say that scripture doesn't require historical context as well, but there is a difference. And even though I'm focusing on church history writings and the writings of early church fathers and things of that nature, I don't want to deny the importance of scripture through all of this. One of the reasons I appreciate these books so much is because they are full of scripture. And I think that looking at these passages and kind of getting a different lens on the scriptures than we have here in our own lives, from our own cultures, and our own presuppositions is really important. For example, these words were written at a time when the divinity of the Holy Spirit was a topic of debate. Uh, the Second Ecumenical Council of Constantinople amended the Nicene Creed to include the Holy Spirit as part of the Godhead as a foundation and a pillar of the Christian faith. The idea to me of the Holy Spirit not being part of who God is just sounds so foreign because Trinitarian doctrine is such a huge part of my life. And to think 
of a time when that wasn't accepted to the point where it needed to be clarified by way of a council is really fascinating to me. I really appreciate what Ambrose did throughout this work. He spends a good portion of this chapter pointing out through the use of scripture and a little bit of reasoning that the Holy Spirit is not included within the creation, but is a part of God. And it was really encouraging to my faith as someone looking back thousands of years that these words still ring with truth. I think that's where I'm going to end today. I would love to hear your comments. I would love to see what you think. Um, you can email me at a cloud of witnesses podcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter at cloud of witness P. Uh, and I want this to be a discussion because I make no claims at being a theologian. I have studied the scripture. I've done some study of church history, but a huge part of my goal here is to hear other people and have civil spirit led discourse around these texts and around the history that we share as members of the body of Christ. And I hope that above all else, we will encourage one another rather than tear one another down and start throwing stones when we have planks in our own eye. And with that in mind, may God bless you. May he keep you. May his face shine upon you always. Thank you for listening. Next week, we'll continue in our reading of St. Ambrose on the Holy Spirit with Chapter 2 of Book 1. God bless.